You're listening to the Luther Memorial Church Podcast. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Welcome to worship this morning. Uh, We're so glad that you're joining us for worship again. uh, We appreciate you tuning in and watching this, and we especially appreciate uh, the conversations that go on uh, in the comment section. So if you haven't seen those or participated, we encourage you uh, to say hello uh, to your congregation and to each other and, and to support one another. But we're thankful that you're all here and worshiping with us on this Sunday morning. A few quick announcements before we begin worship today. Uh, One is we want to thank everyone who has returned those surveys. Uh, Again, the MET team, Mission Exploratory Team, is working on a survey that they've sent out Uh, And it's getting your feedback on what we're looking for in a lead pastor at Luther Memorial Church. Uh, So this coming week, we will be collecting those and the MET team will be analyzing uh, your responses. So it's not too late. If you received one of those surveys, please send it in. Uh, And if you didn't get one, please call and let us know uh, because we really would appreciate everyone's feedback uh, and your opinions are important to us. They are also working on a second survey that will be coming out. It's a little more formal and in-depth, but that'll be in a month or so, and we'll get uh, more information to you as that one comes. But again, we thank you for your involvement in this call process. Uh, The second announcement that we have today is that worship is going to continue to evolve and develop and look different, especially as the next few weeks uh, come along. And we appreciate your patience and your engagement uh, as we try to bring meaningful worship to you. So we thank you for being a part of this body of Christ wherever you are uh, participating, and we encourage you to continue to participate in worship in the next coming weeks. That's all the announcements that we have today. So let's take a moment to slow down, to take a deep breath, and to prepare our hearts and our minds for worship. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We will glorify the King of kings. We will glorify the Lamb. We will glorify the Lord of lords who is the great I am. Lord Jehovah reigns in majesty. We will bow before his throne. We will worship him in righteousness. We will worship him alone. He is Lord of heaven, Lord of earth. He is Lord of Hallelujah to the Lord. 
continue with our confession and forgiveness. We worship this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us come into the light, the revealing and healing light of God. God of grace and glory, you have brought us through the night of sin into the light of Jesus's resurrection. Yet our lives are still shadowed by sin. Make us alive in Christ, O God. Make us new as you make all things new. Rescue us from evil and the gloom of sin. Renew us in grace and restore us to living in your holiness. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Rejoice with all creation around God's throne. The light of risen Christ puts to death all evil deeds, washes away sin, restores innocence to the fallen, casts out hate, brings peace, humbles earthly pride. Jesus Christ has freed you from your sins. By the death and resurrection of Christ, I declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, you gave your only Son to suffer death on the cross for our redemption, and by his glorious resurrection you delivered us from the power of death. Make us die every day to sin, that we may live with him forever in the joy of the resurrection. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading comes from the second chapter of Acts. Now they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and their goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, The Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the first reading. The second reading is from 1 Peter 2, verses 19-25. through For it is a credit to you, if being aware of God you endure pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure while you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that free from sin we might live for righteousness." By his wounds you have been healed, for you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd 
and guardian of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Now it's time for the children's sermon. So I invite all of the children to come forward and get a little closer to the screen uh, this morning as we enjoy some time together. This morning, as I was thinking about uh, this sermon and how we could connect around God is our good shepherd, I was thinking about animals. Do you have any pets at home? Maybe you have a cat or a dog, or maybe you even have a fish or a bird. Well, when you got your animal or your pet, what was one of the very first things that you did? Right, you named your animal. Right? It's important to give our pets names because when we name them, then we can call them and we can build relationship with them and care for them. Now, if some of you know me, uh, you know that I love all animals, but I love dogs. And I have two dogs, and I wanted to do an experiment this morning with my dogs. Now, about eight years ago, when Rose and I first moved to Minnesota, we got a little puppy, and her name was Penny. So I'm going to try and call her and see if she'll come. Penny, come here. Come here. Come here, Penny. Here's Penny. You can see her there. So Penny, we picked her up just about eight years ago, and you can see she hasn't grown much. She's still pretty small, but Penny is our first little dog here in Minnesota. And now, just about a year ago, Rose and I wanted to get another dog, and this dog, we thought, let's just get a dog that's just a little bit bigger than Penny. So we got a dog, and we named her Bailey, and we thought that she was going to be a mini so about 25 pounds or so. I'm going to try the same experiment with Bailey. Bailey, come here. Come on. Now, here's Bailey. I don't know if you can tell, but she's not much of a mini. She's just about as big as I am. I can't tell who needs a haircut more, me or Bailey. But this is our dog, Bailey. She's about a year old. Oh. Whew. I'm tired just from holding on to Bailey. She's so big. But our pets, right? We give them names. And with those names, we call them so that they come to us, so that we can love on them, so we can feed them and give them treats, take them for walks and care for them. And you know, Jesus, as our shepherd, it says in John's gospel that Jesus calls us by name. Jesus knows your name Jesus calls you. So just like with our pets, Jesus can love on you. Jesus can provide for you and care for everything that you need. That's how Jesus is our shepherd, how he loves us and shows God's love for us. So when you have a pet at home this week and you call them by name, or maybe you don't have a pet, but you have a favorite stuffed animal or an action figure or something that you call by name, I want you to remember that God knows your name, that God loves you and cares for you and calls you by your name. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for pets. We thank you for animals and how they bring life and fun and companionship to our lives. 
We thank you for their names, how it helps us to love them and care for them. And God, we thank you for calling us by name, for loving us and giving us everything that we need in this life. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning comes from John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for your promise that where two or three of us gather, even if it's in our own homes across the internet, that you are present. We pray for your presence this morning, for your presence in the words, in the songs, in our homes, and in our lives. Speak to us this day and be with us always. In your name we pray, amen. Now we live in a time of usernames and passwords. In order to access almost anything these days, you have to create an account, and to get an account, you need a username and a password. I was going through my phone the other day and I was thinking about how my bank account is on there, how my utilities are on there, to get into my computer, all of the apps on my phone, even the Give Plus app for church, all has a username, and a password. Think about all of the accounts that you've created online that need your username and your password. Now, these two things are incredibly helpful for keeping your personal information safe 
and secure, which is important in a day of technology. But have you ever forgot your username or your password? I certainly have. The other day I was trying to log into one of my accounts and I had my phone and I typed in my username, Patrick is awesome, and my password, ABCD1234. And instead of signing into the account and having access, access was denied. I got an error screen that said invalid username or password. Have you ever received one of those error messages? Well, I thought, okay, I must have gone too fast. Let me try this one more time. So I got to my account. I put in my username, Patrick is awesome. My password, ABCD1234. And I got the same exact error message. Access denied invalid username or password. Now, if this has ever happened to you, you know what comes next. A mad dash to try and use every single password and username combination that you have ever created. So I furiously went through every single username I could ever think of, combined it with all of the passwords I could ever think of. And I think I went a little overboard because eventually it just locked me out and I couldn't access my account. Now, thankfully, you get an email usually that says reset your username and password, which, whew, thankfully, I got into the account eventually. Now, although these safety precautions can be extremely frustrating when we don't remember our password, they are necessary to gain access to your accounts. We need these in order to access things we use every single day. Now, for some reason, as I was going through this experience the other day and I was thinking about all of my usernames that I could possibly use, I was reminded of a poster that was in my youth room in the church I grew up in, in Faith Lutheran Church in Hamilton, Montana. Now, there was this poster that was on the wall in the youth room and it listed Every possible name, not a username, but a name that Jesus was called in Scripture. It had all sorts of wonderful names on this long list, things that we might remember, even some that are very fond to us. Lamb of God, Good Shepherd, Living Water, Prince of Peace, Son of Man, Light of the World, Messiah, Emmanuel, and about a third of the way down on this poster, right in the center, was a name for Jesus that is so strange. The door. Right there on the poster, it said, the door. Now, there are a lot of names in Scripture for Jesus that really capture our imagination of who Jesus is. Savior, Servant, King of Kings, Redeemer, Wonderful Counselor, Way, Truth, and Life. But the door? The door seems so out of place for who Jesus is. Now this name for Jesus actually comes from our gospel reading for today in John's gospel. 
In the translation that I read, it said, Jesus says, I am the gate. But that word for gate in Greek is the same exact word for door. And in chapter 10 of John's gospel, on two separate occasions, Jesus says, I am the gate, or I am the door. Now, in order to understand why Jesus calls himself the door, we have to take a look at what's happening in John's gospel at that very moment when Jesus calls himself the door. And in order to understand the context, we need to think about how John writes his gospel. He often writes in a pattern. In John's gospel, over and over again, you'll see that Jesus performs a miracle. After that miracle, there's a discussion from those who saw it of what is happening and how did Jesus do this? And is this real? And who is Jesus? And then after a miracle and a discussion, Jesus will explain the significance or the meaning of his miracle. So miracle Discussion, explanation is the pattern we see in John's gospel. So in chapter 10, when Jesus says, I am the door, he's explaining the miracle in chapter 9, which is the healing of the man born blind. Now you may remember this encounter of Jesus and a blind man from a few weeks ago. But Jesus is walking with his disciples and he sees a man who is blind from birth. Jesus comes up to this man, he spits on the ground, makes mud and spreads it on the blind man's eyes and sends him to go wash. Now he washes and miraculously his sight is restored. This is the miracle in John's pattern. Now a discussion follows between the religious leaders and the blind man and his parents. They're trying to discover how did he receive his sight? Was he really blind from birth? And are these really his parents? So we have a miracle and we have a discussion. That's where chapter 10 begins as Jesus explains the significance and the meaning of this healing miracle. Now, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to the man who was born blind and now sees, and he's speaking to the Pharisees, or the religious leaders. And he explains this miracle by telling us about a shepherd, about a shepherd who enters the sheepfold by the gate, the shepherd who calls his sheep by name, the shepherd who leads them out into pasture, and the shepherd that protects them from danger. Now those listening to Jesus, and if we're quite honest, probably many of us, including myself, don't really understand how a shepherd caring for his sheep is like Jesus healing a blind man. So Jesus goes on to explain, and Jesus says, I am the door. I am the door for the sheep, and all who enter through me are saved and find pasture. So just as the gate provides pasture and access to life for the sheep, Jesus is the door for the blind man. 
Jesus provides access to life for the man born blind. You see, it's through Jesus that the blind man receives his sight. It's through Jesus that he is restored to community to his loved ones. And it's through Jesus that he has new life. His life is completely brand new. Nothing like the world that he grew up in and was living in through Jesus. Jesus, the door, came into the world so that all people could have access to life and have it abundantly. Jesus is the door through whom we experience God's love and we have life. So although it sounds a little strange, Jesus, your door, gives you access to abundant life, to the love of God for you. Through Jesus, you are given new life, where you are restored, where you are loved by God, where you belong to community. Now, another translation for abundant life is life to the full. So Jesus is your door to a full life. Now, I know right now, it might not seem like life is full. It may be even easier to think about all of the things that were lacking during this time of stay at home and pandemic. But Jesus is your good shepherd. Jesus calls you out by name, and Jesus is the door that gives you access to a full life. So I encourage you to take a moment, to take a deep breath, to slow down, and to think about how Jesus is providing a full life for you even now. Now, as you think about how life might be full for you, it will certainly look different for all of us. It might be the birth of a new family member and new life and joy. It might be more time with your family as you're driving each other nuts locked in the house. It might be the beautiful sunshine and weather that we're experiencing and need so bad. It might be the fact that you're still able to work and sustain life for your family. And for many of us, it might be the chance to slow down and reflect on what's important in life, to refocus on what really matters. Jesus is your door. Jesus is your door to a full life. And Jesus is the shepherd that will lead you to abundant life every single day, no matter what. So this week, may every door you see or walk through remind you of Jesus's presence in your life. May every door remind you of how much God loves you and how full your life is because Jesus is your door. Amen.
invite you to confess your faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the world for all those who are in need, and for you. Shepherding God, we thank you for students, for education, for teachers, professors, mentors, advisors, and all school faculty. We pray that you guide all of those who will complete this school year online. Creating God, we praise you for those who maintain and operate farm equipment, for those who plant and harvest crops, for local farmers, for those involved in agriculture of any kind, for truck drivers who deliver food and grocery store workers who keep us fed. May you strengthen them as they feed the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guiding God, no one should be in want. Bid the nations to return to your paths of righteousness and inspire our leaders to walk in your ways so that all may have the opportunity to live abundantly and sustainably. Comforting God, you carry us tenderly. We pray for those who walk through dark valleys overshadowed by anxiety and overwhelmed with suffering and isolation. On this day, we pray especially for Jeanette, Judy, Jeff, Lori, Rochelle, Bridget, Samantha, Mark, and all those who we name out loud or in the silence of our hearts at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Nurturing God, you desire justice for the hungry. Bless advocacy work, food pantries, and all feeding ministries. We pray for Neighbors, Inc., Union Gospel Mission, South St. Paul School District, and all schools that are feeding children. May none of our neighbors lack for basic needs. Everlasting God, your beloved have heard your voice. You have called them by name and guided them to your side in death. We thank you for the lives of faithful witnesses. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray in your eternal care through Christ our Lord, Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. 
I invite you to share a sign of peace with one another. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. As you raised us to new life in Christ, give us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and to respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And at this time, although we are not having communion in our homes, we do trust in the words spoken by Christ. Leaning on those words in this time, we remember that on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it for all to eat, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us pray together the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the words of Christ, the body and blood of Jesus, strengthen you and preserve you in eternal life. Amen. We give you thanks, O God, that you make your home with us, bringing heaven to earth in this holy meal. Fill us with your Holy Spirit as we go from here that we may wipe away tears, tend to those in mourning and pain, seek the healing of the nations, and share with the earth the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Receive the blessing of our Lord. The blessing of our Lord God Almighty, the blessing of Christ the Lamb who was slain, and the blessing of the Holy Spirit of truth be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand, 
Christ is risen. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Thank you for listening. If you would like to make an offering, you can visit our website, luther-memorial.com slash online giving. God's peace be with you all.